Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Man, it's great to be back with you folks. We're having a wonderful time here. And this morning, we still find ourselves in Louisiana. And uh, as we're here, we're, we're going into Psalm 62. And with me, as always, is my friend, mother to eight, dog mom to Thor, buddy, fellow podcast, podcast host. And, and uh, so, Stephanie, what's going on with you, man? Well, Doug, you know, after a long week of camp, today has felt just... A lot more low-key, which has been awesome. Low-key, but I miss the camp peeps. I do miss the camp peeps. It yeah. was an awesome week. Um, the concert last night, Oh, I tell you, I love I love listening to... I'm going to post a couple of the songs out there. I the take choir, a couple of the so- choir songs. The choir was over oh. the top. The horn oh. numbers were over the top. Mike Herbster's solo was powerful. Um, yeah. I love music that... And his wife likes his beard. And she, her piano playing is just... Oh, Amy can play the piano. Oh, my goodness. She can tickle those keys. and, and, and So and it was the concert was a huge blessing last I mean, night. Her, you know, let me tell you, piano music, it's an expression of emotion in our life. I mean, it's a, it's a love language unto itself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and any of you play any instruments, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart if you if you've got good now i know some people some people just play the chords and that's all right you're well on your way to the fill of music and all that i mean when did you go from chords to fill of music and that on piano how old were you oh my um i got serious about piano as probably 12 13 year old um started practicing hours i loved classical so i would literally just work and work and work and work and work so we got some songs we need to work on friends we're letting you down we got a couple cds we got to do it's just we got kind of broke for a while and stuff (laughs) but anyway we (laughs) we're gonna do we're gonna do we're gonna start we got kind of broke yeah we're kind of i love that term And, and we you know listen listen here's the cool thing we're gonna make a couple cds they're coming they're they're in the hopper uh, we need some more practice. We we need some more money. But those kind of things are happening. So what else are we supposed to be doing as we go into Psalm 62? Am I missing anything? Well, Doug, you know, we have a Norton knucklehead moment that <sighs> is due to occur. Right. And it is your turn. You know, and, and let me tell you something. I thank God. I thank God for the Norton knuckleheaded moment. And you might be a knucklehead if you use your kids as pawns in life. I'm, that's all I'm saying. I agree with you. Leave your kids alone. I mean, now I understand as a preacher or a preacher's wife, you got to use them as examples, but use good examples. Don't, you know, don't get up there and say, I remember when my kid poo-pooed in his pants or something. You know, you, it's not <laughs> time to do that. You know what I'm saying? I remember yes. when I poo-pooed in my pants, you know? I mean, leave it alone. That's all I yeah. want to say. Yeah. I, I agree with you 100% on that one. <laughs> So don't mess with your kids. Don't do that. You know, be good to your kids. You know, listen, and, and be their parents. And I don't am be missing kids, my friend. kids. Speaking, speaking of kids. I'm missing your kids. Ah. Yeah, Debbie's missing. We're, we're, everybody in this house is missing Stephanie's kids. And, uh, 
You know, she's just got some pretty great kids. I mean, there's always one or two that's a knucklehead. That's a great thing that I, that's why I recommend people have eight kids. We wanted to have eight kids. It's because there's always a couple who are a knucklehead, but the great, the vast majority are in a good place. <laughs> but, you know, being a knucklehead doesn't mean you're a fool. Being a knucklehead no. just may mean you need to mature in some way. And, and see, I and like And I it. was a now, knucklehead this no, morning let, because listen. you told me I was, because I teased you. Yeah, so so I did. I did get a knucklehead. Some people have different standards for what a knucklehead is, but I assure (laughs) you this, friends. If we're giving you, you might be a knucklehead. If it, you're so. I I think everybody nationally. I think if they did a poll of all people who listen to our podcast, you would be labeled that way. Yeah, yeah, they'd be a hundred percent. Everyone would say, "Yep, that's a knucklehead." Yeah, you know. So be their parents. You don't have to be their friend, but at the same time, be good to your kids. I know why you called me a knucklehead. So I was writing that thank you note. For oh. a, a, we, there was a sweetheart at camp. I a mean, sweet she lady just Carolyn with a weird last name is Carrie Rack. I, I don't, don't know, remember, anyway. but she is a sweetheart. Yeah, countenance yeah. radiates the joy of the oh. Lord. Oh, and I, I was writing her thank you note from Doug, Debbie, and I. And, 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 hey, let from, me say and, this: this is important. Before you finish this knucklehead story, Carolyn's about what 25, 26 years old. Already has a master's degree. Uh, teaches there in the bridge, and, and, and she's 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 a she's servant. Never been married. She's a servant. She's a great lady. Pray for Carol. All right, go ahead. Yes. Knuckleheaded moment. All right. So my knuckleheaded moment today was, um, yeah. I was writing this thank you note, and I asked Doug how you spell warm. Yeah, there it is, right there. And uh, put it out there. She, he again, said, in front of the way I speak. <laughs> Let's get that in every single podcast. Let's, <laughs> Yeah. He said, "You, yeah. how do you spell knucklehead, Stephanie? That's what I said. I said, that's well, right. you might spell it yeah. Stephanie today. That's he right. said, that's S-T-E-P-H. right. S-T-E-P-H-A-N-I-E. <laughs> but oh. I know how to spell warm now. A-N-I-A. So it's all, we yeah. got that Knuckle figured out. Head. But anyway, <laughs> so a couple things I learned this week that are important and are non-knucklehead, non-funny, but real. It is, first of all, most of the women we deal with in PTSD groups and things of that nature have been hurt by knuckleheads, by, by, yeah. by, you know, men treat your women better. And you know, if you've got an urge, if you're listening to this and you ever have the urge to abuse a woman or something like that, you, you know, there's something wrong with you. Just turn yourself in, you know? And, um, I'm telling you, my heart hurts for people who've been abused, men, women, all across the board. So one of the things I learned this week, another thing I learned this week is the resilience and strength of a godly lady. So this was a ladies' conference, so all I really did was preach at night. And uh, uh, so I wasn't there laugh. during the day and stuff. And did what? You made us laugh at night. I made them laugh at night. I drank hot chocolate. I did all those things. But here's the important thing. I think there's a resilience and, and, and a strength within all of us that God can, God can repair cuts, wounds, stabs, Whatever it is you've been through, God can make them all better. And uh, I learned that this week. I, I, I saw a group of ladies that were helped. And I saw a group of ladies that were different when they left from when they arrived. And, and I think in my life, every time I open the Word of God, every time I teach from the Word of God, every time I preach from the Word of God, it makes me a little bit different. And it makes me a little bit better. So... That's all I wanted to say, things I learned. But here we go. So we're, we're in this book of Psalms, or in these songs of the night, and we're in Psalm 62. And, and again, by context, we, we either think a couple, one or two things is going on. Either David is uh, 
uh, is ruling over Judah and Hebron at this time as they expanded, or Absalom's trying to, you know, take over, do them wrong. Your own son. You yeah. know, your, your kids, your family can hurt you, Stephanie. Can I tell you that? Yeah. You know, I mean, now we've been messed over by pastors and stuff, and, and, uh, uh, and that hurts. Yeah. But when your family hurts you, I mean, that's a little different. You know, one, one thing I'll tell you is when my mother raised us, she said, you know, uh, blood is thicker than water. You know, and we were, I mean, family. I, I'm telling you what, I, my best friend could date one of my sisters. My sister said he's a jerk. I'd punch him. You know, I didn't have to think about it. I didn't have to go through things. Folks, we need to have family loyalty and God loyalty. We've got to look out for each other. Mm -hmm. Things I learned this week. Mm -hmm. So things I learned. So here we are. And Absalom made me say this. And, you know, when I see Absalom in heaven, I'm going to say, maybe he's not there. I don't think he might be there. He might not yeah. be there. I might have to deal with him. But, uh, you know, I don't want to have to eyeball him and give him that weird look, you know, that stink eye. So in the mm -hmm. South, we have the stink eye. And you see, so you can't see this because, but maybe you could hear it on the radio. But, but, but Stephanie just... Uh, illustrated illustrated modeled what the stink eye looks like so here we are in Psalm number 62 and you, and you guys who've ever been married you know what the stink eye is <laughs> and uh, women give stink eye I mean it's like it's like God built it within them you know to give the best stink eye ever it's like us doing the silent treatments I don't know it, it just we do it all right truly <laughs> truly is how Psalm 62 verse 1 sounds starts off truly my soul waiteth upon God from him cometh my salvation. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be greatly moved. How long will ye imagine mischief against a man? Ye shall be slain, all of you, as a bowing wall. Is that bowing wall? I don't no, know. No, I think it's bowing. I think it's bowing the too. The idea of like a, sticking out with yeah, a bow in it. Yeah. yeah. Bowing wall, she ye be, shall ye be. See, Stephanie's got me so concerned about the way I'm speaking. I'm working very hard to say things and enunciate and pronounce things properly. I'm, I'm using my lips a little more than usual. I'm trying not to be lazy, and it's messing me all up. But I'm as so a sorry. Bow, as, a, <laughs> as a bowing wall shall you be, and as a tottering fence. Then only consult to cast him down from his excellency. They delight in lies. They bless with their mouth, but they curse inwardly. Selah. Man, I know so many people like that. Hmm. My soul, wait thou only upon God, for my expectation is from him. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. In God is my salvation and my glory. The rock of my strength and my refuge is in God. Trust in him at all times, ye people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us, Selah. Surely men of low degree are vanity, and men of high degree are a lie. To be laid in the balance, they are altogether lighter than vanity. Trust not in oppression, and become not vain in robbery. If riches increase, set not your heart upon them. God hath spoken once, twice. Have I heard this, that power belongeth unto God? Also unto thee, O Lord, belongeth mercy, for thou renderest to every man according to his work. Wow. It's a beautiful psalm. It is. It's a beautiful psalm. And uh, I, I just think, Stephanie, as, as I read this, he's, he's placing uh, worth 
and value upon God. Mm-hmm. Maybe we need to do more of that. Yeah, he's extolling him. This entire psalm is David. You know, he starts out just just that, like, the, the, the way he expresses, you know, this is in the Old Testament, and yet there's that faith of my salvation's from him. He is my rock. He, he reiterates several times the fact that his salvation's from him. He's his defense. It's literally like, and it still saying, is today. God, you are my all in all. In Christ alone. You know, folks, and if you think you're getting salvation from your works, from good things you do, from being good to your pastor, doing whatever, serving God, being a missionary, being a pastor, being whatever, you're messed up. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't mean to cut you off. I, I just think it had to be said. Yeah. You know, uh, salvation is in, in Christ alone. God alone saves, I think is what David said in the beginning. Yeah, and I think he, it's like he, he points out why it is because he talks about these evil, um, what, what they're called in other places in Psalms is like workers of iniquity. Yeah. These people that are just, <laughs> their entire goal in life is to destroy the works of God. They're, they're out there. They're constantly trying. Yeah. What he says, they consult together. They delight in lies. They bless with their mouth, but they curse inwardly. In other words, they're hypocrites. They're, they're two-faced. Yeah. Um, the same time they're giving you a hug, they're stabbing you in the back. Um, these people that are just evil. And they're hugging you like my, my friend Todd McClure says, when, when they're hugging you, they're rubbing your back to find a soft spot. To dig the knife, yeah. Yeah. And it's like David describes who they are, and then he says, My soul, because of this, wait thou only upon God, for my expectation is from him. And, you know, it's so easy to start putting our expectation in people. And I'm not saying it is wrong to have expectations of people. It is not wrong. Um, if someone yeah. calls themselves a Christian, you expect them to have a lifestyle, a testimony of a Christian. If someone is um, in a position of pastoral leadership, it is not wrong to expect them to fulfill the biblical qualifications of a pastor. If, if someone's a deacon, it is not wrong. But it, when the rubber meets the road, when, when, all stories are over when all tales are told our only expectation our ultimate expectation for joy for strength for defense we go back to what david talked about yeah god being his defense and his salvation god has to be those things for us ultimately yeah and that's what david's coming back to is he's my defense he's my rock and he reiterates that um verse two and verse six i believe Unless I'm mixed up, I think they're duplicate verses. They say the exact same thing. And it's like David wants to reiterate this over and over, that this is who my God is to me. And I love in verse 8. He's my encouragement. He's the one. Only him. This is what God is. I'm Mm -hmm. setting these priorities right. This is who he is. And and his admonition in verse 8, trusted him at all times. Whether it's good or bad, you trust him. Pour out, pour out your heart before him. And more solidifying, go to God, give it to him. That prayer, Tell him that, yeah, yeah, being being real with God. I told the ladies this week at camp when I was teaching, I said, you know, God knows who we are. He already sees our insides. He already sees our hearts. He knows our thoughts. You know, he created us. He wants us to just tell him he, what we're dealing with, it doesn't have to be pretty. It doesn't have to be perfectly phrased. 
we can just be us because God already knows who we are. And that is what that pouring out your heart before him looks like. You know, it's, we, yeah. we become so consumed with our image of, oh, we have to look apart. No, God is concerned with who we really are and to pour our heart out before him. That is why we respect David. That's why we love the Psalms yeah. is because David was will, willing to be real. He was willing to pour out his heart to God and God inspired him to write these Psalms to encourage yeah. us on how to do that. Yeah, I see David talking about, hey, I'm getting my encouragement from God. You know, he started off, and, and uh, I feel like, I think it's great that when we pray to God that we adore him. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think God's greatest attribute in my life is that he saves me, that he alone saves me. I don't have to worry about steps or, or all yes. these different things I got to go through. I don't need to check blocks, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, he starts out right away adoring God, talking about God's greatest attribute in my life, which is saving me. I mean, that's, I believe that's God's greatest attribute in your life. If you're listening today, God saves you and saving you changes things. Then it gets to that point where he encourages us. And I don't know about you, but where are we going to get encouraged? Now we can encourage each other and I can, you know, I can say things to people that may encourage them for a night, maybe two nights, maybe two days, maybe make them feel good about themselves. But when God encourages us, I mean, it's a permanent type of thing. Mm-hmm. He alone can do the permanency thing. Yeah. He alone can, you know, get us right. He alone can save marriages. He alone can save mm-hmm. lives. He alone can save souls. And and I like that there's a reward there. You know, at the end, God has spoken in verse number 11 once. Twice have I heard this, that power belongeth unto God. Also unto thee, O Lord, belongeth mercy for thou renderest to every man according to his work. And God gives mercy, and he gives mercy uh, freely, you know. So what's the difference, Stephanie, when you think about this? What's the difference, you know, between grace and mercy? Or is mercy a product of grace? I mean, what's the, what's the difference between those two as we look at that? We see God's grace at the beginning of the psalm, and then we see talking about mercy at the end. Well, I think they're in, they're related, as are all of God's attributes, but they're different. Um, you know, mercy is that sense in which God does not give us what we deserve. Mm. Um, we, we, because we are sinners, deserve hell. We don't deserve any good gifts. We don't deserve anything but judgment. Um, yeah. We deserve nothing but hell. And in God's mercy, you know, he, he holds back his wrath. Um, in his mercy, he does not give us, he doesn't slap us to kingdom come every time we sin against him. Right. God's grace is related, but I think God's grace is different in the sense that it's almost his enablement to it please is. him. Yeah. Um, it's where, as we seek his face, he gives us the grace to go through the trials. He gives us this. It's it's almost like his strength. Um, when I think of the passage where Paul said he had that thorn in the flesh. Yeah. And God said, my grace is sufficient for thee. My strength is made perfect. In other words, God's strength and his grace are intertwined. Um, in that sense, they would be like a synonym 
where that's where God gives us his enablement to serve him and please him. Yeah, yeah. No, and I think that's good. I think that's a good way to look at the difference between grace and mercy, even though mercy obviously is part of grace, like Stephanie mm -hmm. said. And, and God gives, you know, he has mercy. You know, if you, if you want to talk about from an Old Testament perspective that, that uh, uh, for thou renderest to every man according to his work, I'm glad uh, that I'm not saved according to my work. I'm oh glad my, that mercy yes. isn't assigned to me according to my work. I'm glad there's a New Testament Christ. I'm glad, uh, I'm glad that I can repent of my sin. I'm glad I don't have to, uh, you know, pick out a perfect spotless lamb. That's been done for me with Christ. And, and, and I think that's all, all significant here and all important that we realize that there's a difference here between the old and the New Testament believer. And in this case, we're freely saved. And I mean, we're, we're freely, uh, it's, it's through God's grace and it's merciful to save us and, and, and alone. So we started this psalm, but it, it's, it's important, it's significant today. Uh, salvation alone comes from God. Uh, God alone encourages us. That's what I'm seeing in this psalm. And, and then God rewards us with mercy and, and, and things of that nature. And I mean, how would you wrap this up, Stephanie? What would you practically say to somebody who's, who's going through this stuff? Well, I think it's beautiful that David ends Psalm 62 saying, God hath spoken once, twice have I heard this, that power belongeth unto God. Realizing, recognizing, acknowledging that we serve the God of all power. We serve, he created the universe, he created us. Then David says, also unto thee, O Lord, not only is he, the, is he all powerful, also unto thee, O Lord, belongeth mercy. For thou renderest every man according to his work. God has the right. If God rendered to us according to all of our individual works, we'd go to hell. And he, without God's mercy in our lives, we would be doomed. And the, the incredible miraculous supernatural thing that the God of un the universe who's all powerful is also the God of all mercy. He is. And he to is. me, it, that should make me adore him. It should make me worship him. It should make me want to serve him with all of my heart because he's worthy of that. Yeah, he is worthy. And I, you know, as we, as we wrap this or as we look at this, as we talk about this, uh, I think there's a couple significant things. I remember in second Samuel, uh, you know, in, in chapter number 24, you know, we hear that God's mercies are great. They're wonderful. In second Corinthians three, eight, it's talking about awarding us, to, uh, you know, again, from a new Testament perspective that every one of us is going to receive our reward and, uh, according to what we do. And, and so I think on a practical side, folks is work hard, work hard for God, make it about God. You know, so if we walk away with anything today, uh, again, God alone saves. Be thankful for that. Talk about his greatest attribute. Pray to him. Adore him for that. God alone encourages. Don't look for your encouragement other places. You can get your encouragement from your husband, your wife, your, your pastor, whatever the case may be. But the encouragement you get from God lasts forever and ever. And mm -hmm. the reward that you get from God uh, is eternal. And I, and I think that's very significant. And I think it's eternal. I think it's something we got to look forward to. And uh, I think that's so significant that in our daily life, we need to look at that. And uh, there's so much that's been done. And, and you know, I couldn't help. I, I had mentioned earlier that song uh, that you and your family did, The Name of the Lord. Mm -hmm. 
And I think this is where it goes. I think that'd be great. I think we're going to go ahead. We're going to play another song for you. We're going to wrap this up with what the name of the Lord is and, and what the Lord does for us. So this is entitled The Name of the Lord. And so we want you to hear this. We want to wrap up with this. This is a great song that you can find on our CD, Steadfast in Trials. And I'm going to go ahead and play that.
Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.